Hello and welcome to the Unqualified Huddle. We are here to talk about week four of the NFL action this week um, with one of us making the travels to London to watch his team probably get beat by the Atlanta Falcons, but you know. No, no, no. I mean, B. John Robinson is going to be a great watch for the other team, man. I'm going to watch uh, Kyle Pitts be misused consistently once again. But <laughs> as a Jags fan, it's time Mis- to finally show up this season. Wake up. Pitts, Pitts isn't misused. He's just not throwing the ball. He's completely so. misused. He, is com- <laughs> he shouldn't be in that scheme, but hey-ho, they drafted him and they're not using him. But uh, I'm excited. It's it's going to be a uh, sold-out stadium, most likely. The Jags are playing back-to-back weeks in London, once at Wembley Stadium, then away Ooh. next week to the Buffalo Bills at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Jags need to wake up because they were expected to easily be in the uh, playoffs. They're now um, <laughs> joined second in the AFC South standings. Behind the Colts, of all teams. Behind the Colts. Who the, who is who are the Jags only win, but I, yeah you you've been to these London games the unqualified huddle will be there represented, but the atmosphere is what we love about NFL games. The, the when it's a close game, it'll get going. The atmosphere is great. I mean, with the Jags obviously committing to so many London games for the last few years, tenth year, bit, this is tenth year. Yeah, they've built up a lot. They've built up a good following for themselves. They they've built up a, a decent fan base in England, so they get good support at the games. I feel like that that was important, though. I feel like because no other team committed, I feel like the Jags jumped on at the right time sort of thing, and they made the right choice in some ways to build this fan base over here. Because the NFL's committed, obviously, to playing these games in London and, and now in Germany and, and abroad. So, like, it makes sense to build a fan base abroad as well, and this is the best way of doing it. But, uh, yeah, electric. The times we've been to Wembley, uh, except for one year we went to the, the Patriots-Rams, and it was a, it was a blowout. And that's yeah. a bit, a bit sad I mean, for everyone. We've been to a couple of Rams games where they were bad, and they were known as the St. Louis Rams back then. For all those newbies out there. Yeah, it was, it was a sad day. But uh, we're not here to talk about sad days. We're here to talk about good things. Um, we could start with this game if you want. Cause I know you want to talk about it. I mean, there's not much to talk about other than the Jags need to start delivering, especially defense, uh, defensively. Pass rushing needs to start well, getting I mean, there. But this, Calvin Ridley. Christian Kirk leading the league in drops, or the Jags are way ahead of the league in drops. They drops um, probably touch. I mean, they've dropped touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Uh, Calvin Ridley has been dropping a lot, which is unusual. This is where the rust comes in, I guess. What uh, some of the things you meant we've mentioned before. I wasn't expecting this much rust. He's winning the ruse. He's dropping too many. He's had false starts twice last week. On, as a receiver, that's unheard of. I I I don't know if it's Ridley that's the issue, or if if it's uh if it's Trevor Lawrence that's the issue. No, I but think I, Trevor Lawrence a bit actually been playing well. Well, I know you're Trevor Lawrence, like. I mean, uh, if you're leading the league in drops, that's a big problem. But, in, but some, uh, of, some of, of the some of the passes are not getting to to Ridley, and not getting to Kirk, and not getting to Zay Jones on time on schedule. They're they're hard catches, although it's they might be in drops. The, the bits that I've seen of Lawrence, he's not looked as good as he did last year. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Uh, I, I don't think the offense has clicked like it did last year. The O-line's continued to be bad. Um, but Walker Little on PFF grade is a fifth-best offensive lineman in the league. Or fifth-best yeah, but He's looked good as a tackle. He's only allowed three pressure. But then but you who... can go all the way from left guard, center, 
right guard, right tackle. They've they've all, to be honest, sucked. Well, but, but then this is this comes down to who have you played like so far this year? Well, we've so, played the Colts, we've played um, Kansas City, and we've played in uh, Houston. And which not one, which, the greatest pass rush teams? Well, this is what I was to say. Which one has a prolific like outside rusher that's going to challenge your right tackle? Chris Jones, I guess, is the only one who is lined it, up outside. In, <laughs> he lined interior. up against our rookie right tackle all game long. Dominated him. Absolutely you, dominated. But you just said, you just said, do you mean your left tackle? No, our left tackle was playing well. But he lined up against a rookie. He wanted the right tackle that game. You're confusing me. I thought you said that Walker Little was your right tackle. No, he's our left tackle. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. He's the left tackle. He's dominating. Right tackle, Anton Harrison, the rookie first rounder. Um, he's, he's going through the motions of a rookie season. Um, yeah. O linemen seem to do that a lot. Well, it's it's a hard transition. unless if your name's Dewan Jones of uh, the Cleveland Browns because I was high on him in the mock draft. But we'll we'll talk about that on the Cleveland podcast, um, which will never happen. No, uh, but ETN's getting a lot of in, uh, carries. He's getting, getting a lot. He's getting a lot of carries. And then, the lead back. and then what they do is they let Tanks Bigsby have a one-yard score every time. They let ETA get the ball all the way down to the one, and they're like, oh, do you know what, ETA? Have a break now to just annoy your fantasy owner. Just have a break. Yeah. Like, you know. And this time as a Jags fan, I don't want to see a punt return for a touchdown. I don't want to see two blo- uh, two missed field goals, <laughs> one wide and one blocked. That was ter- that that uh, punt return was terrible, by the way. Or was it a kickoff return? No, uh, punt, return. punt return by their fullback. No, it was kickoff return then. It was kickoff. It wasn't a punt return. It was uh, kickoff one return. One or the other. Doesn't matter. Um, it was terrible. But, but having a fullback return a kick on you is is terrible. Five anyway. missed tackles on that one play. <laughs> Let's move on. I know. Let's uh, pick the game. I think we're all going to go the same way here. Uh, Jags for me. Jags for you. And I'm assuming Jags for Sean. Yeah, we've all picked the Jags, but like this is I, I'm reaching that limit now with them. Well, I just, I just don't trust this Falcons team to do anything because, I mean, they could they could walk in and they could like control this game and then that'll be it. But I just don't trust them. I trust the Jags more. Um, but anyway, let's talk about probably the most exciting game of the week: Miami Dolphins, who just put up a seventy burger. So that's a hamburger with cheese on the Buffalo Bills. Not on the Buffalo Bills, sorry. They're playing the Buffalo Bills, but they put it on the Denver Broncos. But they're playing the Buffalo Bills that haven't looked themselves, really, so far this year. They're starting to look more themselves, though. Like they the look last good against... Games. Yeah, they look good against Commanders, but I don't know. Commanders hot, blow hot and cold air all the time defensively. Yeah. But Buffalo are a team that also blow hot and cold air. Like, you could say, with how inconsistent the Jags have been, the... Um, Bengals have been the Bills are right up there for inconsistency. And I don't know, but not high, but yeah, they've had they had a bad first game, but since then they've looked okay. I mean, out of that, you would think in that division they'll be the most talked about team. Nope, the Jets are higher, the the Dolphins it, are higher. Yeah, the but Bills, the Jets. The Jets for a negative reason. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. You can't be like, oh, they're they're talked more about. <laughs> like the Chicago Bears are talked more about than like the Detroit but, Lions for good reason. I mean. The players have been saying, like, the Bills' window is now. At yeah. some point, they've got to start delivering in this window. Well, the, but the I don't window, think the they're there. Closing. They've not looked like that team. The window's closing for me. Because um, their defence, they're, they're losing. The, I mean, their the defence are getting older. It's the problem. You know, They've had that defence, especially those like defensive backs for a long time. Micah Hyde, 
Poya, um, White. They've been there a long time, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be there forever. So like, I feel it is uh, coming to the end for them. But anyway, I mean uh, that's the problem, and they're gonna face a real problem this week anyway, because this Miami offense is looking hot. Um, they had an amazing week against the the Denver Broncos, but like realistically, how much of that was Miami looking amazing, and how much of it was Broncos playing absolutely horrifically? Um, I think it was Miami. I, I mean, don't. It's both. When it's that scoreline, it's both. But yeah, I don't think say. anyone's been able to stop Miami's offense this season. I New mean, England slowed them down heavily. Yeah, I feel like twenty-four points against an offense that can, you know, score thirty. Like, I feel like that's good, and I feel like the next time around they might do even better. So I feel like you can stop them. It's just that the Broncos did a horrific job. Uh, the Broncos are. Are a team with a lot more mess than just one side of the ball, and one coach. And I, I like I said in the last podcast, I think Vance Joseph, Vance Joseph, uh, Joseph is really on the hot seat. But their issues lie way deeper than that as an organization. Miami though are in their, they're in a phase where this they're making the statement in the whole league. Mm-hmm. They're the team that have got everything clicking at the start of the season. But we've talked about this maybe last year it's not really how you start the season Detroit showed it Jacksonville was showing it it's how you enter that playoffs and Miami just want to make sure they stay healthy now they want to keep Tua uh, healthy that's going to be key because it's playing MVP level right now but I, the only thing is they shouldn't just peak right now and I don't think they are, are. I think they're just going to be this good all throughout the season I, I feel it comes down to injuries and fatigue because I feel like if they can keep the players healthy, there's no reason why they can't keep up this level. But like as soon as Hill's out, I feel their offense dips massively because Hill is a massive part of how that wide receiving core works. Um, Even I, without I, Tua, they'll be struggling. But yeah, and, and without, well, without Tua, they don't really have a backup uh, quarterback that I, I have any confidence in. I think it's Skylar Thompson who's their backup after Tua. Yeah. And I, I, like that doesn't fill you with confidence at all. Um, but like both sides of the ball, they look good. I mean, they get um, they're getting your boy back soon, Jalen Ramsey. I don't know when he's due to be back, but I, I thought he was missed in the first few weeks, so that'll help boost their yeah, off. He'll be back soon. As well. But they, they don't need to rush him back either. No, well, their defense is playing well, so like they don't need to rush him back. Um, they they have they're just good across the board, really. So they're quite a dangerous team. But I mean, this Bills team is starting to starting to click as well. James Cook has started to actually look like a legitimate running back for them as well. More so than what... Um, we predicted. Definitely more so than we thought he would. Yeah. But we, we were always concerned how they use running backs. But he looks like a... He looks much better than Singletree ever used to in that offense. And we always rated Singletree. So I'm, I'm just not... I'm not sure on how I feel about them at the minute. Uh, saying that, in this game, I've picked them to win. I've gone with the Bills because I, I just trust that uh, they, they need to keep the momentum going. And I, I can't see the, the Dolphins going an undefeated run. That's all. No, That's I know you've picked the Bills, but you always like to be slightly different. Uh, Which is hurting my, my pick total. Well, yeah, you still last. Um, but you did beat me by a point last week. I, was, I only got nine out of 16. You and Shan both got 10. There you go, building it back but, up. But, 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 but. Miami, like, why, 
why wouldn't you go for Miami is what I'm saying. And Shan agrees with me. He's also a bit Miami. Yeah, not, but not bad, not bad. Um, let's move on and talk about uh, an NFC East matchup that I, I'm sort of intrigued about. The uh, Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles. And this isn't just lip service to Abby, who... <laughs> I was not expecting the Commanders versus the Eagles because Commanders aren't interesting to anybody other than Commanders fans. Other, um, other than Abby. Um, yeah, no, Commanders I, fans. No, I, I disagree with that, though. I, I feel like they are interested. I know they had a... Ba- no, you put that face. Wait, are they going to win that division? No. Nope. Are they coming second in that division? Nope. Are they going to be mid mid-tier again? Yes, that's what the commanders are. They finish they, middle of the road every uh, season. Well, they, 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 <laughs> tell me I'm lying. <laughs> you, you're gonna lose as a one fan if you carry on like this. But like the, the with the commanders, I feel like the first two weeks they played really well. I know they had that big comeback win against the Broncos, um, and then they they did well in the week one game. Who I forget who they played against, but they they sort of took control of that game. Um, the last didn't week, look as good as he didn't look that good that week. Um, well, week week three they looked atrocious against the uh, the Bills. They they weren't like somehow looked terrible. Like we after week two, I was talking about the enemy doing a great job and like mm-hmm. being we being, were like maybe we jinxed him because like the offense just didn't work at all against the Bills. I think the a lot. Poor, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with. Um, the fact that Sam Howell is is not the guy. I, I think we hyped him really well after week two. But I, I, don't forget... I, I've how never hyped True. <laughs> I, I think he's a problem. But their defense, why can it not be consistent? With the talent they have on paper, that defense, even last year we were saying this, should be better than what it's performing as. Yeah. And maybe they just resemble their uh, head coach. Maybe they are just mid. Maybe maybe they are, but they they are only um they are they are still conceding like thirty points a game. I, I forget what the first goal was, but the last two games they conceded thirty five points. In, yeah, I mean like, they lost games, to the Bengals. Sorry, the, uh, that was preseason. Sorry. Yeah, I mean they beat uh, the Cardinals week one. But that was uh, a close twenty game, to sixteen. Yeah, that was that was it. So like um that it all concerns me a little bit. But the 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 real interesting side for me actually is on the other side of this, which is the Eagles team. Now, the reason why they interest me right now is because they're a team very much like how they were going into the playoffs last year, whereby they were re- they're really unconvincing. They're still winning games, but they've been quite unconvincing. Their offense just hasn't looked it, hasn't looked as polished as it was last year. I know there's a new coordinator there. Defensively, again, I feel like they're not as polished and they're not as good as what they were last year. I know they had a nice game against the the Bucks uh, on Monday night, but like they they do concern me in that way. But then you look at the talent that's on that roster, and you sort of think it will get itself together. Like both on the offense and the defense, like, by the end of the season, this will be a team for me. The the NFC uh, the NFC matchup is sort of like written in the stars already. Like you could you could name the two teams that are going to the NFC. Like final conference championship, yeah. Yeah. If, if it's not the Eagles versus um, the Forty ers will be very very shocked. And then this time, hopefully, the Eagles can keep a healthy uh, Brock Purdy to make it a more interesting game. I mean, the Eagles haven't even got fully going, but 
it looks like they're going to peak at the, the right time. Like last year, they didn't. That's what you want, though. You want to build that momentum. Like yeah, they're not playing well and they're winning still. So yeah, imagine that's what you want right now. Well. But last year they were playing really well at the start of the season as well. So yeah. it's an, it's opposite from last year, but I don't think they'll mind this. New England think... have done that for years. Uh, yeah. Slow and then build up. I I don't think they'll mind this. I feel like this is this is that. I mean, they're still looking good. They need to incorporate uh, AJ Brown a bit more into their offense, and I feel that would help them. Obviously, we talked about Hurts not being as accurate as he was last year. Like he's not throwing the ball as well as he was last year, mm-hmm. but he still he still looks good for me. Um, it just I'm interested to see how they do against this Commanders team because this was a team that obviously took their first scout from them last season when they were on an undefeated run. So this is sort of like their their booby team. It's like their their banana peel team. So it'd be interesting to see how they go against them this time around. We always, I mean, I always mention divisional teams. It's always tough. I don't think there are easy divisional games in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I don't think either of us are picking the commanders here, right? Well, we've all gone Philadelphia. All three of us have. Yeah, let's be sensible here. We're all going to go Philadelphia in this one. Yeah. Okay, next game. Uh, if we've got time for another game, and if so, I want yeah. to talk about Lions-Green Bay. Interesting. The reason is, Green Bay, everyone thought... Oh, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather not after last week. <laughs> uh, and they fight back. Jordan Love made some great throws late in the game. He he played terrible for three quarters and then had an amazing fourth quarter. Yep, yeah. and that's probably expected for a young developing player. He'd not be consistent. Also, it's a, he's up against a veteran defensive team. Oh, it, the, the Saints. I've got one of like even regardless of like the because you can't blame the Saints defense for that uh, turnaround last week. The the Saints defense were on the field pretty much the entire second half because the offense couldn't get a first down. So you can't really blame the defense for conceding those points late in that game. For me, they kept them to a, like less than twenty points once again. They don't, they just don't concede more than twenty points. This team. So like that that is good, but yeah, I mean he played well against the a veteran defense. They they picked their target though. As soon as um, I think uh, one of our cornerbacks came out of the game, uh, and they just picked on the replacement, and that was the smart move to make. But that that shows like that shows tenacity from the offensive coordinator, dialing up the right plays at the right time. But yeah, Love looked great in that fourth quarter. He was making the throws, like you said. He he reminded me somewhat of uh, a bit like Josh Allen used to play, mm-hmm. where he'd look terrible, but then have like an amazing fourth quarter and, and start to like show the promise that you see there. And I feel like that's all they need, especially when they weren't at full strength. They they didn't have Aaron Jones running back for them. They didn't have uh, Bakhtiari, or whatever his name is, that left tackle for them, who, who doesn't seem to he play anymore. He's one of the best tackles in the last it does It doesn't play anymore, so I, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> It doesn't oh, play man. on. It doesn't play on turf. And it sucks it, as well. It sucks for the Packers. It, well, it'll only play on grass, it seems. It's an Um But they they also didn't have like some of their some of their defensive players as well. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries. Christian Watson still hasn't played this Watson season. Watson still He's wasn't be in. Their receiver one. Um, I think that this is a game we thought it was going to be. You know, they're going to get hammered at this point in the season. But I think. Late in the preseason, I was thinking, okay, you know what? Green Bay are actually going to be un- underrated. And I think they've shown that a rebuild can happen quick. 
if mm-hmm. you've got the right pieces and the right structure of getting that rebuild done. Sure, they don't know how to move on from legendary quarterbacks, but they started this process really when they obviously drafted Love. But after I, that, it was last year when they picked those young receivers up. I disagree, though. I think they know perfectly how to move on from legendary quarterbacks. Oh, because... I mean, from a personal level, they don't. But from a from the business standpoint, I think they're the best in the league because they, they do the right thing. They train up their replacements. They don't just throw in a rookie with no no training, no experience in the NFL. They let them sit behind the guy that's been doing it for 15 years at the highest level and let them learn. You know, I think that's great, great strategy from the um, Packers like back office and stuff. I know, like you say, on a personal level, it's not great. But you know, I think they would have like kept Rogers there if he was a bit more team friendly at the time. But who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, the, the thing is they're, they're playing a tough Detroit Lions team, um, and you know I've got a soft spot for this Lions team. You've and, got a big soft spot for this Lions team. And I I think they deserve it though. They're, they're showing their toughness, and this is like the thing about this Lions team that I think gets underrated a bit. Is they're a tough team. They run mm. the ball. They run the ball hard. Uh, I don't say they run it well, but they run it hard. Uh, <laughs> it's been a bit of a slog, but they they commit to it though. That's the thing they commit to. No, it. I'm surprised they committed to uh, Jameer Gibbs mm-hmm. last week. Finally, um, I'm not just saying that because I've got him in fantasy. Montgomery, is, Montgomery is out though, so they had to. Yeah, but like Jameer Gibbs, they don't forget they passed on Jalen Carter. They traded down and picked Jameer Gibbs. If you're gonna do that, you better make sure Gibbs is featured because. Jalen Carter looks good um, in Philadelphia, but I think Detroit are a team that they've continued to have good moments and then they fool us with a stinking loss. Yeah. And um, we, I know you picked them last week when Shannon and I had picked the Falcons because of their disastrous week one performance. Oh, sorry, week two. Week two performance. Um, but now we've gone and picked the Lions again. We've all picked yeah. the Lions in Lambeau. <laughs> If that's the if that is the case, it's kind of like the passing of the torch in this division to an extent. Ah, I don't, I don't know about that. I I just feel like with the Lions team, they're they're a team that uh they, they have enough pieces there right now, and they they're just they just well coached. They do what that what I think they do is that they play to their own strengths. Well, they're a team that know what their strengths are and they play to it. Whereas mm. you get a lot of other teams that potentially like the Saints, for an example, have a certain strength that they don't play to because they're coordinated. It's stuck in the mud. So like the 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 Panther the so the Detroit Lions, they, they find out what works and they do it. And I feel like that's the that's the smartest like play that you can do. And Jared Goss looked like rejuvenated since he's been at Detroit. He's looked like an actual good quarterback, which in his last few years and the McVeigh era in yeah. LA, he didn't. But yeah, yeah we, I, I completely agree with you. We've we've all gone for the, the Lions in this, which I feel would be the smart choice. Um, let's just run through the rest quickly um, while we've got time. Um, starting with uh, a divisional uh, matchup, uh, not a, well, not a divisional matchup. Another team in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings at the Carolina Panthers. Two zero and three teams. One team will have a win in the win column, hopefully, so long as it's not a draw by, by the end of the game. Um, I've gone for the Vikings in this. I feel like we probably all have gone for the Vikings in this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we ha- we have to, right? We believe that they'll turn the tide at some point. Well, 
what's crazy is they're putting up points on offense still. Like they're they're putting up like decent points on offense. It's just that defense is stinky. And we all said it before the the season started. Brian Flores will add a bit of juice to that defense, make it look good. And it's actually for me done the opposite. That defense looks pretty bad. Mm. Um, and I know there's a lot of like changing pieces and stuff, but still. I mean, it's a very young team now. They've decided to re-gut that. But still, there's, there's some questionable choices. Like when they played the Eagles, the, the the Eagles were clearly running the ball, and they were only having three linemen, and like playing playing quite soft cover. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. But anyway, we've all gone Vikings in this. They they should see off the Panthers who are, who are playing awfully so, like thus far in this in the NFL season. Um, Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears. I've gone with the Broncos in this, uh, thinking that hopefully, I mean, it's, they're just going to hurt me again, I know. But my, my thought process being, they had a bad loss against Miami last week, a really bad loss. Hopefully that'll be like a sort of wake up, a sort of like we need to start getting our, our stuff together. And the Bears are like a perfect team to do that because Justin Fields is playing horribly right now. The offense is playing stinky, and their defense isn't worth anything right now either. So it's the perfect get rid. But you could say the same for the Bron- the Bears as well, I guess. I mean, everyone wants to play the Bears. The Bears just look absolutely inept in every single way. Like you, who, you'll take your chances against the Bears any day of the week. Who have you gone with? Broncos. Everyone's gone Broncos. Oh. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I say everyone's gone Broncos. Shan's gone with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I, I'm not Broncos. sure. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, then it's the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, I am going to regret this decision, but I've gone with uh, the Browns in this. I just, feel like, I, I, I just thought they looked good last week against the team that I, played. I forget who they played, but they looked good. And they looked good against the Steelers. Was it the Steelers that played? I don't know. Uh, but they looked good anyway. No. The, Browns, <laughs> the Browns beat the Titans. Right. They look good against the Titans. That's why I picked them to beat the Ravens. Because I feel like the Ravens uh, are not but they, but they lost to the Steelers. Don't forget, this is a divisional game. Just like the Steelers. But you've gone Browns. I've gone Browns. You've got, you, you've got to stick to that decision. I'm sticking with it. You're wrong. But okay. here comes Lamar. He's going to show Miles Garrett moving around, you know, in front of my O-line. Won't make a difference. I'm going to still keep the ball and do my thing. Um, I've gone with the Ravens. Shan's obviously gone with the Ravens. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans. I think we're all going to go Steelers here because the Texans, although they, they put a, a beating down on the, the Jaguars last week, like that's just an anomaly, right? This this Texas team isn't actually good. And this Steelers team... No, no, I completely disagree. I think the Texans' offense is starting to show... I think they've changed the culture. I personally think that they are showing like complimentary football. And I think Pittsburgh are the team that should be the scared team. Because if, sure, Kenny Pickett just had his best game last week. He looked like the preseason Kenny Pickett. But it was against the Raiders. And now he's playing against the Texans that don't have a good defense. Yeah, but D'Amico Ryan's I trust him way more. Okay. Way, way more than Josh so, McDaniels' so defense. You're going with the Tex- uh, Texans. Yeah, I've gone with the Texans, unfortunately. But what Shannon gone with? Shan has gone with the Steelers as well, just like yourself. Smart choice. Uh, the LA Rams versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts being two and one, which no one, 
and I repeat, no one would have expected that at this point. Both our wins were under Gardner Minshew. Well, I mean, Anthony Richardson did all the work in the sec- in week two <laughs> before he went out I, with an injury. I, I, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and he might be back in this game as well. Uh, they said he's working. Yeah, he practiced today. He practiced yeah. today. Um, but I've gone with the Rams in this. I think the Rams look better than what anyone expected them to. I feel like the Colts are a game that they could win. I feel like that's a nice game for them to to play. I think they're a good team for them, especially in Minshew plays. Obviously, mm-hmm. if Richardson plays, it adds a different element to them, but I feel like the Rams has just started to heat up. So I will pick them. Yeah, I've picked the Rams as well. Shan's picked the Colts. Uh, all right. The Buccaneers versus the Saints. Um, obviously, I've picked the Saints. I don't feel good about picking the Saints here because we don't know what's happening with Derek Carr. My only thing is, Alvin Kamara's back. Um, and we typically do quite well against the Buccaneers is my only other point. Hey, so... the Buccaneers have never had Baker Mayfield start. <laughs> that is true. That's that's a true stat there. Um however I, I just I, I like the Saints in this. I don't know. Uh, I don't I, of it. course you do. You like the Saints in every game. Even well, if they're yeah. Miami Dolphins you'll think they'll give them the problems. But yeah. just saying like I, I do think Tampa Bay were disappointing last week against Philadelphia. I've decided to go with Tampa Bay because even though Tampa were disappointed, so were the Saints. How they finished massively, massively. And I think the Saints have disappointed all season. Saints have. Um, they offensively. The Saints have been terrible all season. I, I think the Saints are better off with Jameis Winston at quarterback than Carr in this system. In this system, that is um, because yeah, I think maybe, Carr. Maybe. I think Winston likes to attempt to throw it more deep and make use of Sheed. Carl plays within himself, and then you give him Pete Carmichael, who also likes to play within himself. I think it's I too f- safe. I, f- I feel like the problem is um, we're not doing anything that helps our offensive line out. So then because of that, our offensive line's being beaten. Well, well the, the offensive the line has place. been underperforming, quite frankly. For the same Massively. The, it's been the worst offensive line that we've had since, like, pre-Drew Brees era. And the Saints like, have been spoiled is... that way, but I've gone Tampa Bay. I think they'll, they've got to play better than they did last week on offense. So uh, Shan's also agreeing with the Buccaneers. This is a big game for the division come the end of the season. I think it, it will, is, it will yeah. come to these two teams. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans. I mean, Tennessee I, was very full last week. Tennessee were uh, terrible last week. The Bengals weren't. Well, T. Higgins couldn't catch anything. <laughs> The Bengals um, weren't good. The Bengals won uh, the game, but they weren't good. Um, you know, I, as I said in our in our group chat, I don't think Burrows is looking good. Like his throws have literally no juice on them. Um, they just don't look. He, he doesn't have the zip like the power behind him what he used to have. I know our friend Scott said, you know, he's got a an, a calf injury on his right leg. It's his planting foot. So then it's going to be harder for him to throw the ball. But still, I'm I'm just not convinced. So I've gone with the Titans in this because I feel like the Titans' defensive line are the biggest strength right now. And I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals' offensive line is a real negative for them. I've, got, I've gone with the Bengals. I think the Titans were, were dreadful for most of the season or have been dreadful most of the season. Um even though the Bengals are, I think the Bengals will only get better. I don't. I don't see what. I just. 
I just don't see what. <sighs> you don't, I just you don't, don't see you don't, what you don't the Titans it. offer. Like, yeah, what do they offer at this point outside Derek Henry? Yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, what Chanel picked? He's also picked the Tennessee Titans. And again, I don't understand smart, you guys. Smart choice. Uh, the Oakland, no, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the LA Chargers. I think we're all going to go the same way here of picking the Brandon Staley LA Chargers. Yeah, we've all gone Chargers because the Raiders are worse. Yep. Uh, but it, it's only a matter of time before Staley gets fired, is all I'm going to say. Uh, oh. The New England Patriots versus the Dallas Cowboys. I think we've all gone the same way as well this time. Uh, we're all predicting a bounce-back game for the, the Cowboys. Yeah, they can't disappoint here. Like, they cannot, can they? <laughs> After starting off so I'd, hot, they're just going to... I don't know, because the uh, the Patriots' defence are one of the better defensive units in the league. So I feel like this will be a good test for this Cowboys' offence. Because as well, their defence... Um, I know Michael Parsons is still there. I know they've got like a good defensive line. But I, when uh, Trayvon Diggs had his ankle, uh, sorry, he tore his ACL in, in practice. I said that would be huge for um, this Cowboys defense. And the first game without him in there, they get uh, blown out in a way against the Cardinals. And, you know, I feel like this it is a big loss. It's bigger than what people give it credit for because you lose your number one lockdown cornerback, then it leaves a big opening, it gives people a chance to take advantage because even losing a one starting cornerback, it doesn't even have to be your, your best starting cornerback. Cornerbacks are such a hot commodity in the NFL. You lose one good starter and you put an average cornerback there or like someone that's not as good, offences can take advantage. And I feel like that's what people are going to start doing. So, but we've all gone Cowboys because we're all expecting a bounce-back game. Yeah. Um, Arizona Cardinals, 49ers, we don't need to talk much about this. Cardinals, looked good last week against the Cowboys they had a great game but they're playing probably the hottest team in football that's not named Miami Dolphins um, I don't think I can add much more to that <laughs> I really can't um, the, no well don't worry then let's move on the Kansas City Chiefs New York Jets the game that Jack um, Zach Wilson well I guess this is the final game he starts for the Jets in my opinion yes well, it has to. It, 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 they have to move on. If they Robert to... Salah's not helping himself here. He's not. Neither is Joe Douglas for not cutting the player at this point. No. That he drafted. The the problem is they're, they're too much like supporting Zach Wilson at this point, and I'm just sort of like, no, you need to you need to move on now. He they need to find someone. I don't get their their play here. They've signed Trevor Simeon to their practice squad, I think it was, and they'll probably elevate him for the game. But like, I don't get signing Trevor Simeon. I feel no. like there's a, there's an, a few more quarterbacks out there. Like one guy in particular that I like in this spot is Nick Foles, um, just because he's a guy. I know he's he's not the greatest quarterback, but if you've got playoff aspirations, I, I would want a guy that's been to the playoffs before and like not just been to the playoffs. He's been to the promised land. He's won a Super Bowl, so I mean I would take it because his offense you don't need like a quarterback to elevate them. You just need a competent quarterback that can get the ball out and can find his playmakers. And that'll be enough. We saw that last year when Flacco took his offense and made the offense look like it was like a prime to go to the playoffs offense. Like that's just the that's just the like situation we're in. 
I just don't think Trevor Simeon is the answer. Zach Wilson's not the answer. They they could find a guy though that is the answer and actually still make something of the season. But my opinion. Anyway, we're all going to choose there because Travis Kelsey is on that Taylor Swift high. Um, and that's all that matters. Right. Last but not least, Seattle Seahawks, the New York Giants. I think we're all going to go the same way here as well. Yeah, we are. We're, we're, we're all going um, Seattle. The only thing that could make a difference in this it's is... A, I, this, I think, is a quite interesting game. I, I do I, think this will be a tough game. I agree. I agree. I feel like if Barkley starts with the Giants, I feel like it adds an element to them, but I don't know how much he'll play because I'd, I I don't want them to rush him back and play him a lot if he's not fully healthy. But do you because... believe that? Like, do you think I... they're going to look after the player who they're probably going to move on from at the end of the year? Probably not, but then I feel like any sort of season aspiration they have of returning to the playoffs will be done. Because without Barkley, I know Breeder had like a nice game in the last game, but he's not Barkley quality. And I feel like Barkley just changes that offense completely. He's he's the one guy on their offense that I feel like they can't do without. So like I feel like they should they should bring him back slowly. Uh, with with the Seattle team, I don't team, disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. The Seattle teams look better than what um, people expected after their week one uh, performance against the Rams. I feel like they've bounced back with two solid wins. Um, they they are still a bit of hit and miss team. I don't know who they who they are right now, but they're. You know, this would be a good test for them because yeah, I don't think their defense has clicked like they did last year. Um, and I, I just Geno Smith like is not playing at last year's level, lights out level. No, um, but he's so, he's playing well enough for me. He's playing well enough. Just yeah, not at that Seattle's level. another team that just simmer along. Yeah, I feel until it's time. Yeah, uh, but so, we'll okay. see. They'll, they'll hopefully stock sticking together and stuff, and and you know make something off the season. Uh, and that is all. That's all she wrote. Uh, so, thank you all very much for listening. If you're at the London game, give us a, a shout out on Twitter and let Shamal know that you're there. He'll try and meet with you. <laughs> Take photos, become a little celebrity, uh, you know. Hey, let's see how, how busy I am. I know a lot of people <laughs> want a bit of Sham during these games. <laughs> um, and, and the Twitter handle for that, if you don't know, is THU underscore. No, that's not, is it? At underscore, what is it? Oh, come on, come on. It's at T-U-H underscore podcast. Um, that's on X or Twitter, as you like to call it. But yeah. Yeah, I keep calling it as well. Yeah, so reach out to Shamal on there and he will come find you, take a photo with you. Yeah, <laughs> if you're around. And I hope your teams win, except if you're the Buccaneers fan, then I hope your team loses. Uh, aside from that, have a good week and we will catch up with you next week. So thank you and see ya.